Todd and Rob in, in the, the afternoon. afternoon. Hey, afternoon With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And here we are with another edition of the new media show. And Rob, I, I lost a bet. You did. <laughs> with uh, who? Well, there was this pool that was going on. There on, was. On how, was how long you would be at Podbean. Really? Yes. It was a little bit of an internal pool. And I, I lost, it was only between two or three friends. So I, I lost the bet. I had you at 18 months. Oh, you did? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, uh, so who won? Well, I'm not going to say, but it cost, cost me just a dollar. Oh, okay, boy. <laughs> so it was, uh, was a lot of risk there, was there? Y- yes, right. yes, there was. I, I seem to have been on the backside of uh, wagers of recent, uh, you know, the Facebook oh. wager that I lost to Mike Dell for a buck. Matter of fact, I got to give that to him. We we were at uh, Vegas together, and he could have, I could have gave it to him then, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, wow. But anyway, hey, before we get into that, Totally. We're lit and live. Thank you very much for being here. And if you're not participating in the lit and live, go to go over to podcastapps.com. Grab yourself a very, very cool podcast app to participate in lit and live. But uh, we'll talk about boost and all that stuff here in a, in a few minutes. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a surprise on on my part for you. Yeah, well, that's true. I didn't. I didn't talk to you about it at all. No, not. I I didn't really say anything to anybody. Nair a thing. And, uh, you know, it came right off podcast movement and bam, it was like, oh, okay, well, Rob is a free agent. (laughs) That's, that would be a proper assessment right now. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you came back from Vegas with a crud. I, you know, not everything stays in Vegas, right? Um, Yeah. I did bring a cold. Maybe, home maybe I gave it to you because I was the one with sniffles the entire time I was there. Had a head cold, and uh, and still you can still hear it in my voice. I'm still a little scratchy myself, but um, yeah, it was an interesting. It was of course we we did a live show there, <laughs> if you want to call it that. You know, there was uh, there was an audience, but uh, kind of like our YouTube audience, there wasn't many people there. Well, because everybody left by the time we did our show. I so. know everyone went home on Friday and on Thursday. There was a lot of people left on Thursday. Too. Yeah, so it was like I think we started with like ten in the audience, and at the very end, it was it was crickets. Right. <laughs> so we haven't gotten those audio or video file back yet but we expect to have those soon and yeah well bill posted i thought it was a good uh conversation up on stage yeah so, it was it was a good conversation for sure so it'll yeah so it'll make for a good good episode when it comes out so yeah. just a matter of you know getting those media files but i did notice that james cridlin and his uh pod news live um show got his audio files out of there the same day and he posted it the same day how was so, that I didn't actually, um, I was working the booth, so he must have, he must have gave him a recorder or something. Well, that's kind of what they did with us too. But, uh, yeah, that could very well be, have been the case, you know, have it be his recorder instead of Dan's Dan's recorder. Right. So, so anyway, so yeah, so we're a little 
delayed in getting that episode out, but uh, it's coming. So as soon as we get it, we will. We'll, we'll uh, punch it up and somewhere in between. But uh, yeah. let's talk. Let's just talk a few minutes about the show itself. Right. And I was. I'll just put it this way. I, I I thought the traffic was really, 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 really light. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had shipped down to the event uh, just a little over a thousand inserts for the, um, you know, the the bag insert. Bag. Yeah. Right. So I was I was assuming that that was the number that they were forecasting um, was like you know 1,200 range. Right. So, and I think that probably was pretty close. Uh, or it could be less. Is that what you think? I. I you know, the first, I was pretty excited the first night when they had the Ambies. I, there was a lot of people there. It was, thought, it was a packed house. I know I was. And I, I thought it was going to be a great show. And I think a bunch of them came to the Ambies and left. <laughs> so, you know, and our booth position, you know, we, we looked at I know the, you were in a tough spot. We looked right. at the map and we mapped it and, and I did not know there was a hallway in between me. And uh, so I wasn't in the best location but we got a fair amount of traffic over there there were good discussions don't get me wrong mostly how can i save money and largely from one or two companies so you know that's the conversation i've been having this week is mm -hmm. you know how do you save me a thousand dollars or more a month and you know that we're making that happen so i think people there were talking to us largely about their budget and looking to save money on their hosting and and their ad insertion and all that. So that was a lot of the conversations I had. And then we had um, a couple of surprise visits to Booth to talk about private podcasting and uh, some pro hosting customers too. So, you know, they weren't, they were good discussions with those that we met with. Um, but I would still say there was probably of the people we talked to 20 or 25% were brand new or newbies at an industry event. So I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah, that's, that's, um, great. I'm actually hearing increasing chatter in the industry right now too, about shows that are looking to get higher percentage ad fills on their shows. Um, cause it, it appears that, uh, the ad fill numbers for for shows are not as high as they used to be, so I can't really say. Well, how how high are they more. talking? Well, I'm I'm hearing in the thirty to forty percent range is about the the median right no, now. No, no, no. I mean, how many spots do they want? Or their actual fill rate is thirty to forty percent. Fill rate on their available inventory of that, what they have. Right. Is that including? So is that? Long tail, that's like a host. No, that's it's typically larger shows that are involved in the host read side yeah. of the ad sales. So, so they're only doing on brand new episodes and thirty to forty percent ad fills. That's yeah. That's I did not hear that story. That's concerning. And then you know your comments about uh, platforms looking for less expensive options. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of the larger shows are starting to expect free hosting. Um, well, so, they're not getting it in many places. 
Yeah, I think there's different models that are being being applied. I, I think that there's criteria that has to be met before that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, typically across you know all these all the platforms, and some of them will will deduct the hosting costs from the the rev share right um, as well. So there's kind of a whole bunch of directions on on that, or they have to participate in a let's say a programmatic approach i know uh last week podbean announced the a podbean uh, vip program that was geared towards doing that same concept right of trying to appeal to larger shows and to give you know give more to them as an attractive component um i think more and more of these shows are expecting higher fills uh, on their available inventory and that could, but I've also heard that the, the director response advertisers, which are typically not that worried about, um, the, the details of the shows and the audiences, stuff like that, even, even DR is being, um, analyzed at a, at a level that we haven't typically seen in the past as well, far as ROI and, and things like that. If, if ad fill rates are down that low, then these companies are going to be less inclined to do, you know, you get free hosting for, for, for uh, some sort of, you know, because I know someone that is got a very, very big show. He's on a platform where he's giving up 50% of his ad revenue already to the company plus paying for delivery. And he was very unhappy. He says, Hey, my, you know, if I, after I do the math, my margin's down to like 35%. So the only company's taking 50% plus, you know, the ad fills costing him another, you know, 15% on top. So he's, he's like, that's, you know, it's BS and he doesn't have a, a small show. So I, you know, I, 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 you know, we'll see, can, you know, if this, if these models hold up, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's still quite a few shows out there that are sold out. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying here, but I think it really is vectoring to certain genres of shows, mm-hmm. um, that are getting more and more or less success. And I guess in the, the reputation those shows are for delivering an ROI, right? Yeah. So and the campaigns are going to those shows that um, are are delivering. For the right? first time ever, I heard someone say, yeah, we love small shows because they deliver great ROI. I about fell down. Right. I'm like, well, I've been... It's been a while since you've heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, and this came from a media buyer. And I was like, oh, we can, we can do business all day. You and I need to, you know, continue to have a conversation. So I just think that... Uh, maybe some of the media buyers are starting to wisen up that big show doesn't always mean, uh, you know, performance, but you know, again, I, I think from my perspective, it was, well, I had, I had someone on the floor that no one knows is semi-associated with blueberry and, uh, they actually two people and they were going around and had a whole bunch of conversations and, this is the, and again, I didn't go and talk to a whole bunch of vendors. I just, you know, I was in the booth doing my thing. And their word back to me was, is an underlying panic in. Yeah. I, 
I mean, everybody's getting squeezed. Yeah, everyone's Content getting squeezed. Is getting yep. squeezed well, companies on. are getting squeezed. Right. Yeah. And and I, I would say companies that have an expectation of guarantees are getting extra squeezed. Right. So you know those are those are tough deals to do now. And those and those are the particular companies that I'm getting queries from for hosts that are, you know, they're not willing to pay a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month for their media delivery cost, and right. uh, you know, and they're looking, you know, I you know, I just come over and lay out what we do and the pricing we're giving, and I, you know, I get this look. Like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you haven't looked around in the past five years of the opportunities available with other hosts? Even so, yeah, I think the rooster, you know, it's, it's, let's just be frank. It's going to be tight for everybody. I'm not saying it's roses, but uh, I think the space is uh, in for an interesting 12 to 18 months. I hate to be the, the naysayer. People are going to say, Todd, don't say that. But uh, I think it's going to be an interesting 12 to 18 months. Yeah. I think things, the relationships between shows and platforms is, is adjusting right now. There's no question. And people are trying to figure out, you know, how do we make this, make the numbers all work going, going forward. Um, and it's, I think it's a difficult formula to, to solve. You know, I, I helped one show today just on a, because it's a personal friend or whatever that was not getting the fill that he had on his show. And, and I gave him, you know, some ideas on places to go, you know, and I, I know, and you're dealing a lot with, I am sure. And I've been dealing a lot with shows that have been either currently hosted on megaphone or have, you know, recently moved over, over well, to that platform. because well, I, the, yeah, I mean, from what I'm hearing from those folks, it's uh, from other folks is that uh, for some reason the megaphone platform is delivering a higher percentage of fill, and they're they're delivering higher CPMs on their programmatic. Well, so, I've heard the conversation. I had, well, let's just put it this way: I had some opposite conversations. Well, I'm sure there's you know because they charge for delivery, right? So right. That's that's the other side of that, right? Right. Um, I mean, if you can, it's all balancing all the factors and that's, what's complicated about this stuff mm -hmm. is that each platform or each company has kind of a different model that they're going to market with. And, and, you know, it really takes some serious shopping around. As I said so, with, during a session with, uh, um, during my panel with Rocky and a few others, um, you know, there was some bragging going on about, um, about megaphone CPMs. And I said, yeah, that's, I said, that's fantastic. You're delivering those CPMs, but you're not delivering those type of CPMs for, uh, 97% of the podcasts that are out there. I said, you're only delivering those type of CPMs for big shows. The rest of the market is not getting it. Yeah. And there was, we had a little bit of a back and forth on that. Yeah, I think if you look at the the average CPM that uh, AdvertiseCast has put out here here recently, I think it was down a couple percent. But um, you know, Megaphone was bragging that they're delivering right. forty and fifty dollar CPM, and I'm like, okay, to over, a few over some shows, probably. to a few right. shows, right, right, just like you know, you look at the AdvertiseCast folks and they're 
they're saying like $22 is the average. So I think what you're, again, what a few get, the majority don't. So, right. you know, it's, it's one of those situations. So it's like, you know, because of their delivery cost. Right. Again, if they're yeah. taking, if Megaphone's taking 50% of the ad revenue, which is right. high in the space. Yeah. We only take 30. And right. we, and the, we, and we reduce, matter of fact, we, our cut is only 15% when the media buyer takes 15%. So right. my, my cut's even smaller. And right. to think that they're paying 50% of giving 50% plus paying for delivery. Um, and you're not getting at least the shows I talk to on the platforms. They're not getting fill rates that they expect. So is uh, that a, a, a percentage that includes programmatic or is that, um, the host read side. That's primarily host read. Host read, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I think it's just you know we'll see what happens. And uh, again, you know, I I mathed it out for one show. I said, here's your cost, and I say now what you know how much you know can you do your ad sales yourself? Can you you know what wh where can you uh, bring money back in? Yeah. And, what brands do you have a direct relationship right. with that you can partner with? to drive campaigns yeah. that gets back to how, you know, a lot of smaller shows can get um, involved in sponsorship. So it, and it wasn't really just direct. the advertising piece. It was, there was a lot of other people that were just looking to tighten the belt right. and uh, reduce cut, costs. Cut costs wherever they can. I, I right? had, I had the most astounding conversation with a fortune mm, 500 company. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were asking about pro production. Yeah. And I said, they said, what is a typical episode cost on your pro services? I said, well, it's, you know, it's typically probably about, uh, probably maybe 300, 365 dollars per, per episode, um, for pro production. If you pay space that over time and you're on a continuing pro, you know, and I said, that includes a producer production show notes, you know, all this, and she looked at me and said she was paying $30,000 a month for production cost on her episodes. $30,000 a month is what they were paying. And she said, I think was we're getting... Was that a weekly show? Was that a weekly? It was a weekly. Or? And I said, I said, I think you're getting ripped off. I said, is it, was that a deal with a, with a, with a cousin or a brother or some, you know, who made that contract? It's a charity deal. Right? So, you know, I, I, 30,000 a month. Wow, I, I was like, I, I said to her, I said, I'm in the wrong business. And, and this was a, in the high end production, obviously. But I said, what are they doing? Taking to taking a zoom recording editing it a zoom recording a zoom a zoom recording that's probably not the best e editing it and putting it online and i says that includes show notes social does it include a marketing plan does it include sem does it nothing i'm like oh my god unbelievable hey todd i heard um on a show earlier today that um um talking about zoom i guess here soon, Zoom is going to be supporting double enders. Um, so you'll be able to, to record this stuff locally and then they'll upload to the cloud. Yeah, that's good. 
So that'll be more of a direct competitor to like a Riverside or StreamYard or uh, a Squadcast, right? Yeah. So nice. I like the idea of a double ender coming out of this platform. Yeah. That's what we're using today for you. So you know, I, I think that it's um it's an interesting dichotomy of time. And, you know, that was, the, of course, the second biggest conversation was, hey, I've got AI, let's talk. So it was AI, 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 and... That was the conversation at PodFest, too. There was right. A, you know, and, and uh, you know, we'd like to integrate, we've got an API, and, you know, I'm like, which engine are you using, and which model, and, and uh, you know, here's what I'm... Well, I won't say what I'm thinking, but I think that uh, we're going to probably see wide adoption of AI within the podcasting space in the next 12 months for tools. Right. I think it, it makes a lot of sense because if, if you can save time, uh, podcasters are always looking for ways to save time on yep. their, their, especially their publishing side. And, you know, maybe it actually will, I'll have to stop complaining about show notes creation, how poor they are. And maybe uh, we'll start to actually get some better show notes but then again it's always the you know the wave of the hand you know show that's going on here because not all ai is stuff is not completely foolproof and i'm thinking that uh, uh google will start to detect purely produced yeah. ai content and, and handicap the the articles so it could be a double-edged sword so we'll see but i think you do need to eyeball that stuff and if you can customize a little bit without spending too much time i think that there's probably a better better return on that in, in the short run because i did hear that the the gbt4 yeah, it came out which today is, which is rolling out right right now yeah. i guess it's it's data set i don't know if you heard this or not todd is based on data that was captured um i guess up through the end of 2022 so it's it's got information in it that um is not well 100 up to date right you still can't to, you right still now. can't provide a link to like a transcript and have it pull the transcript and do analysis on it so you still have to use api calls and stuff like that to submit because there's text limitations even in the query boxes that won't support right. Uh, full a full transcript full transcript text right yeah because so i i do think that like the capsule platform I, I think supports um indexing the whole episode yeah it's because so, they're able to connect with an api and able to send you know right. data across in a different way right um but time will tell how that you know again do our podcasters going to spend the extra time because it's going to add extra steps um and depending on your your production flow mm -hmm. on whether they will spend the extra time to, to use these tools. So time will tell. Well, but, hopefully what we'll see is a streamlining of the process. Right. And right. then ultimately I'm, I am increasingly thinking that the AI may, you know, could automate a lot of this publishing process. So, well, so I'm not going to, we shall see, we, we shall yeah. see, but, uh, Hey, I want to thank, uh, David Maddow from saying hi and Fernando 
for saying hello as well in the chat today. If you're not watching live, please say hello. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it, I have now the, the series, you know, I, we, we signed for another booth for next year, but you know, I really have to go back now and, and look at the ROI of evolutions and make a determination if it's worth doing both their shows every year. Yeah. Um, based on, it's just hard to know what the economy is going to look like. Yeah. And based on the, based on the traffic this year, you know, it's one of those situations where, Hmm, you know, it, you know, if I, if I'm able to, if I'm able to garner enough business from the people we talk to at that event, then, you know, I will probably go ahead and opt to execute. Um, if, if we don't, then it's, it, ha I have to have a serious look at it. Trade, the trade show space has changed. We're seriously questioning it. Some events yeah. I have to be there to wave the flag that we're still in business, but right. You know, that's going to start thinning out. Well, I think that's, that is exactly the evolution of how a lot of the companies are looking at the space. And I, I know that's how, that's how Podbean looks at it too, is that it's, it's more of a, put the brand out and just say, you know, yeah, we're still here. We're, we're here and available. And, and if you can get up on stage and you can present and you can, you know, show expertise and, but did, did you stick your head in those rooms during the, those rooms were very thin. Yeah. There's too yeah. many tracks. That's the problem with, there was just too much, too many tracks for the content for the number of people. And it just split people up too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that the real test for podcast movement is going to be the Denver event. Um, mm -hmm. cause I'm not sure that we got a clear picture of, um, of the demand or participation for podcast movement. Right. Um, in the Las Vegas event. So, you know, we did not plan any major announcements at evolutions and just happened to be my team had some stuff ready. And I pulled yeah. the trigger a little early on some of it, but we, you know, we basically put out, you know, three new stats, um, graphs in our stats system. Mm -hmm. Uh, we did a episode comparison chart where you can, you know, basically trace the trajectory of a show. We did a new stat called average daily plays, which is kind of very unique because it does some averaging. We actually put the math formula right within the info bubble on the site so people would know, okay, why does this number look so small? And then uh, we came out with a, uh, a listener and a subscriber number. And again, we gave the formulas on how we're coming up with those totals because that'll be the biggest question is, well, how many, how do you know how many subscribers I have? Well, you know, it's not a perfect science, but we give them the formula to tell them how we calculated that and so and some other stuff too offering pre-roll to our flat rate hosting customers so it just was you know we didn't have a major announcement to make and it's usually those shows we usually plan on making major announcements at and we did not do that this year mm -hmm. so i think yeah. that uh yeah i think we weren't rely on digital as much now as anything else to get the word out yeah, I think a lot of people can be fairly distracted. 
I think there's a case to be made that making announcements at the same time there's an event going on may not be the best time to. Well, you do because, it before, you know, the week yeah, before. Right. Yeah. Right. Because people are distracted at the event. Yeah. So they're not going to see the, the news quite as much. Yeah. Say hello to Patrick. Thanks for checking in on Facebook. Thanks for saying hi. If it's on YouTube, make sure you check in there as well. We appreciate it. Eileen, thanks for saying hi. And by the way, she said, congrats, Rob, for going indie. So, <laughs> so let's go Let's go back to this uh, discussion. We really, I kind of teased you about the be- at the beginning, but so I saw your statement, whereas you have said, I am basically want to be independent. And a good thing is now you can become a Blueberry affiliate, Rob, and refer customers to Blueberry and make some money. Yep. So T- Totally. And that's, that, that's the kind of relationship that I want to have in the medium going forward is uh, maybe, you know, support everybody as best I can and look out for the content creator. Right. Because not there isn't a one size fits all with with uh, podcasters, no. Right. And uh, you know we've kind of learned that over time too. Yep. And we, you know, sometimes you try to make sure you are servicing servicing all of those folks, but there's definitely a trends of types of podcasters that go to certain platforms too. And I see it as a little bit of a a struggle that I've had um, working for you know, basically four different companies in the medium now um, of feeling like I have to drive people to that one platform. Yeah, of course. They're pay- they're pay- they're, yeah. What's best for them. Yeah. To go they're to that platform. They're paying right. your, uh, paying your salary. So of course. Right. Right. You know. So, so if I can create a better relationship with the medium mm-hmm. and all of the players in the space, then, then that is a win for me and a win for the content creator and a win for those platforms. So yep. I, that's, I don't know if it's possible to do this. I, I don't know of too many others that have tried to pull it off. Well, there um, was one before he went to work for Libsyn. Oh, Dave. Right. Dave. So Dave, right. you know, Dave was an affiliate and he was promoting Blueberry and he was promoting Libsyn and he was promoting others. And then he went to work for Libsyn and, zip, you know, he had yep. to, and he did a little bit of, you know, here and there, yep. you know, and sometimes we'll know someone's not a perfect, well, rare, it used to be. If we knew someone wasn't a perfect fit for us, we'd send them somewhere else. But now we've closed those holes. Yep. So I don't do that anymore. But, you know, three, four, five years ago, that might have been the case. Um, but, yeah, he's the only one that was really, you know, had bridged it for a little while. Then he went to. Like I said, he went to work for Libsyn and that you know, it was just a good strategic move by Libsyn, by the way, of hiring him. Well, uh, I'm sure that was all Rob. Um, yeah, I, I think the only other one that I can think of was Daniel J. Lewis. But um, Daniel never worked for a podcast hosting company. So he is. That's true. So he didn't have to, you know, basically say you got to come over here. Yeah, so as part of this shift, I'm actually doing calls with all of the major platforms mm. um, to give me demos of their platform. Oh, great! So um, get, so get on get, my schedule. Right. So <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with every little aspect of of their feature set yeah. and how they work and their cost structure. So so as I talk to folks, um, I can point them in the right direction. But for Rob, what and, they need. And here's the thing: you know where all the dead bodies are buried on all these platforms, except for mine. And Buzzsprout, and yeah, you've got insight on everyone else. So, well, that's that's exactly right. I'm going to be talking to you know 
Buzzsprout, which I, I don't really know much about the Buzzsprout platform, but I'm going to be talking to them and then talking deeper to StreamYard and Riverside and, and also all of the the other hosts too, like, like Spreaker. I need to get up to speed on what's going on with Spreaker. I need to get up to speed with um, even maybe Lipson to some degree because they've made a lot of changes since I left. So um, anyway, that's, that's kind of my, my approach go, going forward. And, and I, you know, it, my strategy is just kind of unfolding here um, sure. and I'm not a hundred percent sure what the right path is to go. So I'm, I'm all ears to ideas here, but, um, I do know that I want to get more involved in creating more content. So also. you, you've joined in a part of a site as well. What's that site that does that you're, I saw that you're, you're on there as an advisor. What's yeah, I was actually on, on one of the founding, um, partners of a, of a podcast production and education company called podcast easy. Um, so I've been helping them for probably you know, a year and a half or more, um, just kind of get them, help them get the off the ground and get their, their model. It's called podcast easy. Easy.com. Podcast so, easy. Yeah. So it's, it's been something that I've been doing a little bit on the side, kind of in stealth mode to some degree. I haven't, I mean, I, my pictures on the website, but I haven't really put it publicly out there, but now i I want to drive some attention to, to that platform since I'm a partial owner in the company. Sure. So, so, you know, if there's opportunities, you know, they're really more about education. Now their model's been shifting. So when they started, they were really trying to be a production company mm-hmm. of sorts to, you know, start shows, help people launch, get them off the ground, help them on a week over week basis, producing episodes. Um, and then, um, but the company is shifting more to, more to become an education platform. Mm. I do want to 21 and I didn't have the speaker turned up 2,112 sass from Dave Jones. Good luck to you, Rob. You'll do well. We've got some, uh, boosts that came in, uh, from folks that were listening, uh, um, more than a week ago, 10,000 sats from Adam. The bump is due to lit. um, we also had 50,000 sats from Adam receiving a loud and clear. And, oh, that was for Geek New Central. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, we're lit and live. Don't feel to uh, boost away if we're talking about something here that uh, interests you. Uh, Rob, uh, you, you need to get an Albi account. That, that's all right with me. Actually, they reached out to me at the at Podcast Movement. Because so I, I, can put you, I can put you as a 50%, 50% split on new media shows so the sats go into your own wallet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have awesome. the we have the capability here because uh, we are power yeah. press powered upon this yes. particular well, show. I want to get in, get involved in all that. That's for sure. So, so as soon as you get your Albi account set up, make sure you send me your Albi address, and then I'll I'll add you as a add you as a as the split being the co host. Okay, isn't that cool? So you of right. that uh, fifty cents we just got, you can get twenty five cents of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. <laughs> I think <Right>. so. <laughs> so did it, uh, I don't want to, I know you never want to burn any bridges or anything, but how did the news come to the Podbean team? Uh, I think I, I actually, I think I announced Pew! it before any of them actually knew about it. So oh. it was a, it was a, 
was a surprise. So oh, so so you oh, so you you probably talked to the boss. Then he hadn't spread the word, and then you made the <laughs> oh. before he had the chance to, to tell, to tell anybody. anybody. So there, oh, well, you know that was kind of interesting. one th- one two three four five sats from Marcus. Join the sat party, Rob. So I will <laughs> definitely. Well, I buy Bitcoin on a on a weekly basis. Well, know, so, so you can buy some sats and uh, you know and put them yeah. in your you don't actually have to buy any sats cuz you're going to get some sats from right uh, the show donations but uh just a matter of creating a wallet and have them funnel in there, right? Yeah. So that's another thing that happened at Podcast Movement. There was a lot of podcasting 2.0 people there. Yeah. Uh and I talked to a whole bunch of people, uh, John Spurlock, of course, yeah. I talked yeah, to I saw John too. Right. Talk to, uh, um, oh God, I'm having, I'm pulling a brain fart right now. Let me, and I got an email I need to respond to. Anyway, it's from, uh, oh God, I, I hate it when I do this. It's from Sam Setti from Podfans right. and what he's doing. The contract. Yeah, I, saw, I saw the demo of the site that he's working yeah. on. It was pretty impressive how they integrated the sats into that. Yeah. So the only challenge that that site is going to have is making people understand that they are they're paying to listen and that is a it's going to be an interesting you know challenge but i understand you know what he's doing there um talk to the conshack folks talk to the alby folks um so the conshack folks man they they've got some ideas and we sat for about an hour talking about one particular component that i when I came back uh, Monday, I was like, hey, dev team, can you do this by this? And they said, oh, yeah, that, that's possible. And I was like, how, how come I'm just learning this from the contract people? And you haven't told me that this, that any, and it, we had a conversation about it in, in the context of premium. And it was one of those interesting conversations that you, that you have like a little bit of an enlightenment with. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, a lot of people were now I will say the, um, the Albi team with, uh, with Sam doing their presentation on the stage, I sat there and listened and boy, there was a lot of people that were completely and utterly confused. And we have to quit talking tech. We have to keep, get, we can't talk about high level. We, ha- we, have to, we have to break this down in very, it's so early. We have to break this stuff down by feature and benefit, probably benefit feature, um, just to get people on the, on the upswing of what is potential here. And um, so, uh, it was, yeah, it was interesting from that aspect that there was that many podcasting 2.0 people at the podcast movement. It kind of surprised me actually. Well, I think it is a, a wave that's, that's, that's growing. And I think it's, it's interesting to see that, that develop. And I know that, you know, I don't know, we haven't talked a lot about the, the podcast standards project too much, but I think. It's still not we, fully launched. I know. Um, it's been quite a while. They're um, getting close. Yeah. Um, 
and again, it's, uh, I, I don't want to say too much too early, right? but, um, yeah, there's been some activity and, and basically building a, we, a group that is outside of podcasting 2.0 that is really focused on protecting the space, right? Protecting open podcasting. So. Though I think there's also a need, um, because the name kind of, kind of implies a little bit, potentially a little bit broader scope at some point, yeah. um, in its, in its, um, goals, I yep. guess might be the best thing to yep. say. And, and certainly the, the advertising market needs, um, some help there. And I'm not sure that the IAB is a good steward of that at this point. So, you know, again, I don't want to get the cart before the horse. They're still working on right. mission statements and all that right. stuff. So what the purpose of it yeah. at the beginning is, let alone what it might be in the and future. It, I, I will say this for those that are wondering, it is going to be open. You're going to be able to have an inside look at it. Huh. Um, right. Although there will be a, I guess for a better word, some sort of a decision body um, that will right. promote new things and stuff that's, again, this is not, um, some of it's driven by what Podcasting 2.0 does, but it's completely separate and it's looking right. at some of that stuff and what we can all get behind. And then in a bit, much, much bigger things of what a podcast is and the specs that we all should be following right. and that kind of stuff. So, so certainly this is, this is the type of organization I think, and you and I both have talked about this a lot that we've needed in the industry for, for a few years now. And, and it's good to see that, um, it's starting to grow and develop. Most of the people that are involved in this are from the hosting side, uh, currently. And apps. We are seeing There's some apps, apps too. Yeah. Apps involved yeah. as well, which, which you kind of have to. That's and, what's been missing up to this point is the, the app developer participation, in any type of discussions. So, but Hey, do we right. want to talk about the hall of fame at all? I think we, I think we can probably say a few things, but not where can we, um, I don't know if we should or not. I know it's confirmed. Yes. I did a call about it as well. So I'll just say the podcast hall of fame is no longer associated with podcast movement. Right. It's, it's got a new partner. Right. <laughs> And those details are being worked out, but uh, needless to say, the Podcast Hall of Fame is moving right. to a new venue. And um, more and on, a, more and on a that new kind of partnership too. Right. So it's it's more than just a venue, but right. Um, and there will be some probably forthcoming announcements about about a more formal organization for the Podcast Hall of Fame too. Yes, we'll leave right. it at that. But um, it's, you know, it's basically something that, well, let's just be frank. Rob, I, and the other Rob. Rob Walsh. Rob Wilson. Walsh have, yeah. you know, we, we're trying to be good stewards of the, of the Hall of Fame and, and, and make sure it moves forward. So yeah, I guess that's probably what we can say at this point. Yeah. So but, it's not dead. So if you no. didn't see it at evolutions and you didn't see the website updated, cause it's at podcasthof.com. And if you want to go check it out, I mean, that's going to be our 
the the website for it is going to continue. So yeah. just matter getting it updated with the new information. And podcasthalloffame.com is forwarded to podcasthof.com as well. Right. So either domain will, well, that's the primary domain is podcasthof.com. Yeah. And, and if so we, the, the, the inductees currently are being thought of as kind of the, the owners of the, or stakeholders or whatever it may be. Stakeholders. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to be structured in the long right. run, but, yeah. but that's, that's where it lives right now. I don't know that it's going to be owned by anybody else, yeah, like that, a podcast movement. No, 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 no. Right. So, so anyway, just we're working on those details and just trying to be a good steward of the. Meanwhile, the Podcast Awards registration is open at podcastawards.com. Well, yes, you can go over there and register. <laughs> yeah, and I've also, uh, the uh, voting is also open for the new board for the Podcast Academy as well for the Ambies. So I'm, I'm running again. So I've been on the board for three years now, um, of the, of the podcast Academy. And I'm, I'm one of 11 people that are, that are running for eight board seats, uh, in that open today. So, you know, I, I just, I just continue, you know, my concerns. I know. know. And I just think we could have more than just an awards thing. Yeah. And and look at the money that was spent on the awards where how, how much of that could have been diverted and spent on education and resources to help the podcasting space. You know, it's to me, and it's just being frank, it feels like it's an awards organization and not, I know that they have mentorship and all this stuff, but, uh, I think a general podcaster could care less. I don't know how much value they're getting out of it. So. Yeah, I think I know that the organization is working hard to expand globally. Um, so they are going to be affiliated with a, a new podcasting event in, um, in Mexico city here coming up. Um, so it's it's but what is, and expanding. But what is that? What does that mean? What is what does that event mean? Is it just going to be another award show in Mexico, or is no? It, it's not an award show at all. It's a it it's a podcasting conference. Okay, type of an event, right? So, um, one of the sponsors of the podcast academy and the Ambies um, actually is putting on an event in Mexico City, in uh, I believe it's in June. I believe so. So. Yeah, so some of the team from the Podcast Academy is going to be there, but it's really just an event that has a partnership with the Podcast Academy. Um, so I think they're also doing that with the podcast show in London as well. So so the organization has been asked for, <coughs> ever since I started, actually, the very first uh, board meeting that I was on, I I told everybody on the board that this organization needs to be a global organization. Mm. Um, and, and it was difficult to get that started at the beginning, just because of just how much, you know, how difficult that was to do in combination with everything else, um, at the beginning. But now the organization has been established and there's, there's good budgets and good support and good participation. Um, now's a good time to, you know, really kind of reach, on a global scale with, with the organization. So, 
Well, that's what they're doing. Should not come as a surprise that the iHeart Podcast Awards. I saw that. Yeah, Las Culturaistas walked away with a top prize. The show, which is a joint production of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players and iHeart, snapped up the most votes in the listener voted category. There was listener voting. For iHeart? I guess so. I guess so. Where Todd. was that advertised? Uh, I I don't think they called it People's Choice. So that's, no, it's that's listener good. voted category. But where was that announced? The award for best overall host went to Nicole Byer, who hosts Team Coco's comedy series. Why won't you date me? Is that another iHeart production? <laughs> um. Wondery smart less host Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett walked away with the prize for best over ensemble. Um, he said, "We heart, I heart our fans and everyone else here." So anyway, there was there's some known names in this list, um, but uh, there was something in Pod News about it today. The breakdown yeah. of I heart shows that won and um, those that didn't. So anyway. Another award ceremony is over. Someone's got another trophy for their for their wall. Right. Totally. Yeah, Todd, did you all see the um the new podcast consumer research? I did. Yeah, I saw that that came out. So podcasting is still growing with listeners. That was what I wanted to mention. Yeah. Was, was it does appear because that's that's the metric that I care about the most right now. It's not how many really how many shows and how fast that's growing what's going to grow the new shows is going to be if we continue to see listening grow i'm trying to find the uh you sent me an email with a link yeah I so it's showing that um it grew this is the edison research for total u.s population 12 plus so basically everybody that um has the the physical and mental ability to listen um, is grew about 2 million um, listeners from 22 to 23. Oh yeah. There it is. Let me download it and I'll get it. Um, But monthly listening, interesting little dynamic. So 2021 showed about 41% um, in 2022, 38%. So it actually went down. Monthly listening went down. Mm. Um, three percentage points um, and then went back up from 2022 to 2023. It went up four. So it actually surpassed 2021. So that's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good trend line. Yeah. 83% of the U S population 12 plus is familiar with the term. Right. So, uh, Podcasting That's, familiarity yeah. is Went up to 83, 80, yeah, uh-huh. to, to 237 million. 64% of the U.S. 12 plus population have listened to a podcast. 42% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast in the last month. And 31% of U.S. population 12 plus has listened to a podcast in the last week. So these are all record highs. Now, so what are it, they... It is the uh, it is the best time ever to be a podcaster. The audience is growing. You know one one piece of this that I 
I would ask, I'm not sure that I know the answer to is what does Edison research consider a podcast? Oh, that's, that's a question I probably can't answer. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering that too, because it's the same thing that we saw in the research, right? Around, um, YouTube being the second most popular platform to discover podcasts. Right. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a deceptive number to say it's the second most popular to find a podcast per se. But, but, but we did yeah. see a bounce back in monthly podcast listening. We had the dip in 22 coming off right. COVID and we're back up to pre pandemic trending to it's back up a little bit. It's up uh, to 42 as 21, it was 41, 20, it was 37. So, you know, those numbers have increased uh, quite a bit. Weekly podcast listing is again up 89 million, 12 plus. Right. So here's another one. 55% of those aged 12 to 34 monthly podcast listeners of those aged 12 to 34, 40% of those aged 20, 12 to 34 weekly podcast listeners. Where's the 40 plus listening audience? Come on now. Um, uh, looks like it's, I go down okay. a little further down. Yeah. Down low, a little further has 51% of those age 35 to 54 age wise are monthly listeners. So 51%. So that's, that's 35 plus still is a big, big, big range. It's actually the biggest. Yeah. Um, which doesn't surprise me in, uh, at all. Yeah. Well, that's uh, always been the age range that was... Yeah, 64%, 35 to 55 plus. So, but that 12... Yeah, so we saw the biggest growth in weekly podcast listeners um, in the 35 to 54 category. It grew from 31 to 39. That's yeah, 51% of those age 35 to 50 are monthly. 39% of those 35 to 50 are weekly. So again, yeah. that number's way up. That's way up. That's a eight. That's a eight point gain. Yeah, in a single huge. year, it's huge. But you know, people are getting older, and this space is maturing. This is another one. Thirty one to thirty nine percent. Yeah, that's what I was talking 50. about. Yeah, right. it's huge. Yeah. Weekly. Yeah. This is even bigger. Forty five percent of Black Americans listen to podcasts each month. 34% of Hispanic Americans listen to a podcast each month. That's, that's massive. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Those are that, big, that's a, those are big numbers. That's a big yeah. number. So, you know, women and men of color have got, it's, you know, but everyone's listening to everything. I don't know what, you know, <sighs> when I'm listening to shows. So it's huge. Yeah. Now the, the African-American percentage did not change from 22 to 23 it did go up on the hispanic side 32 to 34 from 2022 yeah. 23 and then let's go into the ethnicity Race. so right. if we look at 2023 62 white 15 percent american african-american 14 percent hispanic three percent asian five percent other compared to 2013. So this is a 10, and the comparison is from 32 million to 120 million, 65% white, 15%. So it's basically, those numbers haven't changed dramatically. The Hispanic population listening has jumped massively. It's changed, right. Over 10 years though. So that's a 10 year yeah. window. Yeah. 
this is the interesting one to me that was really made me made me go wow was 2013 61% men 39% women 2023 53% men 46% women with 1% non-binary so that i i think we, that to me is indication of also content creators i truly believe still that more women are creating content now than than men as far as new content creators go well, and that that number is probably going to continue to go yeah. up higher on the on the on the women's side. I think over. I mean, if we look at numbers in twenty thirty three, right? I think, uh, we'll probably have a higher percentage of women listening to podcasts than men. But you know, he, herein lies the thing too. This is what I'm wondering if it's going to happen. We're seeing all of these uh, companies lay people off by the thousands. Every day I'm seeing massive uh, people being laid off. Are those folks are going to be laid off? Are they going to look at podcasting as a potential opportunity? And I've been telling my, my personal audience for a long, long time. I'm like, listen, obviously I got a relationship with GoDaddy as a sponsor. I'm like, it is time now to have a side hustle. And that side hustle could be a blog, could be a podcast. It could be, you know, but the starting point is, you know, get yourself a website, even if it's an e-commerce site and your side hustle is selling some, some merch. Um, I'm wondering with all these people being laid off, are they going to think of podcasting as a potential opportunity? You know, usually you're pretty desperate when you get laid off because you go on unemployment, you're on the job search for another year, your life has been abrupted. So maybe there isn't the thought of creating content because of the long haul to get to the point where it, it could make you a, a living wage. But I just wonder if, if this uncertain times is going to kick the creator space again for indies primarily. And you know, there lies the question. So we just had a boost come in. Let me see what we got. 12,000 sats. From Dave Jones, I never understood the eager conflation of YouTube with podcasting. It's like including FM radio listeners, metrics, and addition network numbers. No other median dismisses their distinctiveness like podcasting does. Man, he's on the point with that. Let me read that again. I never understood the eager conflation of YouTube with podcasting. It's like including FM radio listener metrics in the dish network numbers. Well, Todd, I'm not, I'm not necessarily surprised by it because we've been facing this podcasting is dead um, yeah. m mantra since the very early days. I mean, the, the earliest podcasters really were very negative about the name podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's always been kind of like this drumbeat that's existed and it's, it's lasted the test of time. <laughs> well, you know, he, here's right. another thing. This is a takeaway from podcast movement. I'm sitting in panels off the side where they're talking about YouTube. Right. And I kept saying YouTube music and people right. would look at me. What do you mean? I said, it's not YouTube. It's YouTube right. music. It's different. Everyone keeps right. talking YouTube. It's not right. YouTube. It's YouTube right. music. Now there may be links. Maybe. Uh, from YouTube into YouTube music. Maybe. That's what they're currently doing with the music side right now. Maybe. Um, so you but I did talk to them and they, they didn't give me a clear indication that that was in the roadmap anytime too soon. Mm -hmm. So I saw this excitement 
And matter of fact, which was kind of interesting, was there was a lot of a lot of uh, how should we say hosting companies that were going around saying, "What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? You gonna play well, along? What you gonna well, do?" I've been asking. I've been talking to as many of them as I can too to get a a feel for where everybody's at and. I would say the general consensus that I can tell you right now is uh, most of them are pretty negative about it because they're going to cash episodes. You know, here's what we've seen this happen. Before. Here's my rebuttal. The listeners, not listeners, the podcasters. I need a fishing lure. Someone, we need, I need a fishing lure for the show. One of those ones with a silver spoon. I need a fishing lure I can spin here on the show. YouTube music is going to be the next fishing lure that all the podcasters are going to be like, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And talk is cheap by podcast hosting companies to say, well, we're not going to support YouTube music. Really? <laughs> really? Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh- Act, act tough until your content creators right. scream for it. Right. right. Really? <laughs> so you start losing podcasters to another company that's integrated with YouTube. And I don't know if there's going to be integrations. I really hope not. But <laughs> I, that's probably going to be the only way it's going to work because they're going to want an ad, I think. And I express this to them when I talk to them is that, in order for this to work, you're going to have to get an ad-free version. Okay, well, here's the problem. There is a problem with that. and I, Well, I, for 75% of podcasters, it's not. Right. Most shows don't have advertising. Most shows don't, so it's not going to be a problem for those shows. dynamic advertising. Right. But that does conflict with the direction and the focus of many hosting platforms right now. They want to get into programmatic, but, but you do have to say also, uh, YouTube music, not YouTube, right. Has a much smaller user base, much smaller, right. Than YouTube does. Right. Right. So I was told. Oh, much smaller. Have, it would probably be like, like not even a rounding error. Well, I, I've heard that the total user base for YouTube music right now is about 80 million worldwide, worldwide. Right. So when you, but it's on, this is only going to roll out in the U S right. So what is the YouTube user base? Billions in just in the U S what is, well, we don't have the billions in hanging. Right. What is the percentage of that 80 million that's in just the U S I mean, I was, I was speculating probably half of it, maybe. You could say is half of the, so you're talking about a platform that has 40 million users. So YouTube as a platform has 2.514 billion right. users YouTube. worldwide. On the YouTube. Video side. Right. On, so, so what is 80 million? Someone quickly do the math on this. You know, what is 80 million of 2.154? That isn't even, uh, it's less than 5%. Right. And then you slice that in half U.S. only. So two and a half percent. Forty million is not a number to shake a stick at. That's that's a pretty big number still. Don't get me wrong. But there's it's on, plenty of other podcasting platforms it, that have bigger numbers. But than if that. there is not an interconnectivity where I search on YouTube, 
if I if I'm on YouTube and I search for Geek right. Central, you're going to find my video channel. Right. But if you find if I search on YouTube and I find Geek News Central audio only, I I just don't. Why would they do that? Why would they drive eyeballs to to earballs? Uh, they're going to have to monetize because oh. they they're monetizing the video side typically, right? Right. Well, they're going to monetize it, but then. Okay, you're gonna give them ad free. They're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to incent. So we shouldn't even talk about this because they're listening, and they're gonna say, "Oh man, Todd and Rob I don't said think that they're listening." Well, I'm just just joking. Apple's I listening. I, I, um, well, yeah. So all they, their competitors are maybe listening, right? right? Maybe listening. So you know, some of you are. Matter of fact, one of you said something the other day to me at uh, Podcast Movement. I said, "Ah, oh, you listen. You never said hello to us, though." Um. So anyway, it's, I'm not going to get too excited about it, but we'll see what the podcasters want. Well, I guess since that they're, they're only talking to a few people in the industry. Well, did you know they were there at podcast movement? They YouTube music people were there. Did you talk to them? I did not, but they talked to a couple of other folks. They told me they talked to them. So I was like, no, I don't blame those other companies for not sending them over to see me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would not have been, you know, a, a, probably not a wise thing to do. Sending somebody over to their, you know, you know, can't let Todd at Blueberry have a conversation with YouTube. Um, but. Well, th- well, they may not want to talk to us because we'll talk about them. Because I'm not under NDA. Well, me neither. I'm not under NDA either. So, but the company that I know talked to them, that told me they talked to them, they're all eager to participate. And it I know should not come as a surprise who Lipson that potentially did could a, be. Did a stats integration with them. Was it Lipson that told me that? Ago. I'll leave that alone. What, it wasn't Lipson? wasn't Libsyn that told me that. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not going to give them the, the honorarium back. You know, they send them over to see me. I might have mentioned it during the show, guys. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't, I'm a little torn about um, doing too much. Well, well, you know, it's, I don't know. What is the opportunity for podcast? I mean, if you back up and you look at the big picture of this, what? What is the outcome here with YouTube that would be good for podcasting? More versus, listeners. More more listeners and for them to be hands-off on advertising with uh, with YouTube music, right? Have it all be passed through. Yeah. Pastor's good. Yeah. We're happy. Right. Everybody's happy. Because honestly, we went through this with Pandora. Spotify. Spotify. iHeart. And so I... <laughs> Yeah, I heard. I forgot about them, but that's that's true. Um, they all wanted to cash too. Because that's right. They thought that they were going to add a second layer they're to gonna, monetization. They're going to monetize the network, right? And uh, I'll use Adam Curry's words precisely: "You can't monetize the network." Right. Well, that. And, I mean, you do have to ask the question: Is it worth it? With only potentially forty million total listeners. Rob, come on now, come on now. You're now now you're getting silly. 
let's be honest. A listener is a listener is a listener. It doesn't matter where they listen as long as they listen. As soon as I can no, get... I'm, as soon I'm as, talking about YouTube's benefit from doing this. Uh, uh, you know, the, everything Google has done with podcasting has been a face plant. Right. Well, that's they, their that's their history in the medium. They they, right? they they could mess up a wet dream. It's 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 like, come on, this is not complicated. You could have had a home run. How how could have Google had a home run? They could have told their OEMs, we're putting a podcasting app, a dedicated podcasting app, along with Gmail, along with YouTube, along with a Chrome. It is going to come. Here's what, and they would have. And guess what? The OEMs would have said, okay. Yeah, and build it into search better. But they wouldn't. They didn't deliver a native podcasting app. They had the opportunity to knock this thing out of the ballpark. Yeah. They don't care. It's not that big of a priority. Why? Why? Because Google's more worried about making money than selling, because they're not, they're not a big device. They don't have, yeah, they got pixels. Yeah. But well, why Apple's been been supportive of podcasting because their focus is not on eyeballs and their focus you know, is on uh, in-app sales, people using the devices. You know, no, don't get me wrong; they have a buying, whole buying they, hardware is what. That well, and again, on. they have an entire thirty percent right. model for anyone that's on the app store. So you know, they they have a they have a app model, but you know, how many in the early days? How many? I would love to see that study. I'm sure Apple has it. How many iPhones were sold when Apple put podcasting natively into the app? How many additional sales did they get purely because there was a podcast app? Because we all talked about it. I don't know that there was any way to, to meter that. I'm I'm sure they have some use. They know how many times that button's clicked. Well, because it wasn't always the podcast app wasn't always a default app. I know, but when um, it become a default app, they know how many times that button was clicked. So oh, they know sure. how the, you know it probably gets a higher percentage of usage of. It's probably like maps. It's probably you know it's, it's every every phone has a persona of its user that uses a ten or fifteen core apps. So I'm sure they right. saw all that data. So right. Apple, why, why haven't you produced a, a app for for Android yet? Come on now. We just I just saw that you put iMessage on Windows. Really? Right. You put iMessage on Windows, so now I can send messages on. I don't have Windows machines anymore, but that should have been in Windows years ago. Yeah. So, anyway, let's get back to this study. Compared to the U.S. population, monthly podcast listeners are more affluent, more employed, more educated. This has been the same number. We, we've known this for a long, long time. Yeah. Household income. Here we go. Uh, U.S. population, 18 plus, less than 75K, 57%. 75K more, 43%. Monthly podcast consumers, less than 75K, 48%. 75K or more, 52%. So beating the medium earnings average by 9%. So. Right. Educational. Educational attainment. I like how they use that word. 
U.S. population, not college-educated, 55%, college-educated, 45%. Monthly podcast consumers, not educated, not college-educated, excuse me, not not educated, not college-educated, 48%, college-educated, 52%. And for the record, I went in the Navy with with no college degree. I earned my college late in life or learned my undergraduate degree. So uh, don't give me no crap about what, just, what I just said. And I have very successful people in my family that don't have a college degree. They make more money than me. Um, an employment status. Employed full or part-time, 50%. Not currently employed, 46%. Podcast listeners employed full or part-time, 69%. Not employed, 31 That's a big. That's a big spread. That's yeah, a so big, big you're spread. You're more likely to be employed if you listen to podcasts. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. So start listening to podcasts and you'll be more likely to get a job. Podcast <laughs> listeners are spending more time listening than ever before. Since 2015, the average time weekly podcast listeners spend with podcasts has doubled. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the best time ever to be a podcast creator. I'm seeing this across. Matter of fact, our newsletter that's going out tomorrow, I talk about this specifically. It's it is the best time to be a creator. Yeah. 2015, the average time spent listening to podcasts was four hours, 27 minutes. 2023, nine hours and three minutes. That is a number. Double. That's a number. Yeah. Average time weekly podcasters list, uh, excuse me, average time weekly podcast listeners spend listening to podcasts. So we're not going to break it down by category, but less than an hour, you can look at these slides, they're available online. Less than an hour, 6%. One to three hours, 25%. Three hours to less than five hours, 20%. Five hours to less than 10 hours, 19%. 10 hours or more, 30%. With wow. a mean of 903. That's a big number. It's a big number. Yeah. And look at, look at the 12 to 34. How, the eight hours and 50 minutes. 35 That's, to 54. Nine hours and 55 minutes. 55 plus. Seven hours and 43 minutes. Those, ladies and gentlemen, those, those are some numbers to do backflips over. Come on now. Right. Right. So let's, 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 let's think about this for just a second, Rob. I, I'm going to pull out my iPhone and I'm going to get my calculator going here. C-A-L-C. In July, we had 763,000 episodes created in the last 30 days. Current number is around 360. We're not going to bring. So it's 50% less episodes being created. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Thumb in the wind, wind math. Thumb in the wind math. So right. if there's, if they're listening, if they, if in July, if they were listening to nine hours of content a week across seven hundred plus thousand episodes, and now there's three hundred and sixty-seven thousand episodes being created every week. And they're still listening nine hours. It means the remaining 367,000 have got 
50% more listing opportunity. Right. Well, Todd, if you think back to 2008, 2009, when a lot of the really big podcasters started, um, you know, it was a similar kind of climate. Um, it was a down economy and a lot of shows that became very large um, over the subsequent years after that um, grew very well. Um, so I agree. Now, now is the best time to become a content creator. It is the best time. And if you're thinking about quitting, pour on the coals, baby. Right. Pour on the coals. Now's the best time. It is. Actually. It is time right. to make hay. The sun is bright. The and sun. If you want to run run ads as a podcaster to promote your show, probably you get the best. This is this the CPM rates. The on that sunshine right is high noon with listeners right now. All right. They're hungry. They're consuming nine hours a week. Holy crap. Yeah. No one's listening. Even 55 plus, even us old folks are listening to about eight hours a month. I mean, a week. That's 32 hours a month. Yeah. If I was, if I was in a church right now, I'd say, can I get an amen? <laughs> I was in a church. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, like, you know, it's like, yes. No. <laughs> Bring you it know, on, baby. It is. It's it's amazing, <laughs> amazing data here, you know? Yeah. What percentage of monthly podcast listeners are weekly? 74%. 26% in the last month. So 74% of those folks are listening weekly. Number of podcast episodes listened to in the last week. 24%. 6 to 10. Now hold on to this. 11 or more. 19%. Do the math. Right. That means six, six plus is, is what? 34, quick math here, 53, 53%. No, not that much. 43%. Yeah. Holy cow. Holy or cow. Or six or more, right? That's, yeah. that's a number. And there's 360,000 less episodes being created Every 30 days? Oh, my goodness. Give me a podcast. Go podcasting. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listeners are accepted podcast ads. We, don't, we already know this. 46% monthly podcasters say they, they, that ads on podcasts are not intrusive at all. Okay, we know this. We know this. I'm not going to go into the advertising piece. Well, Todd, the next slide is kind of interesting, though. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. YouTube, 43%, very intrusive. So much so that I spend $17 a month to not listen to ads on YouTube. All right. I don't know. Is that the goal for the podcast advertising market is we wind up um, looking like this and, and everybody has to pay for no ads? 46% don't think they're not intrusive. So I don't think we're there. No, we're not there, but I think some in the medium would like to get us there. So you want to start with premium. This is what I'm telling people with premium. You want to do premium and have no really extra work and you're not on time sensitive content. If you want to do premium and start premium, just do a, a early release. Give your, give your episodes earlier to your premium content. The one, two, five, 10, 15, 25, 50 people that pay 
you five dollars a month for early release and then release the episode three or four days later to the to, you have no additional work this is the way to start with premium if you want to play with premium do an early release no new x no ad free no no extra episodes just do early release that way you're not todd, doing any more work todd um pull that slide up again because there is a number in there that i think uh throws up a little bit of a red flag that we should be concerned is that 37% number somewhat intrusive. Rob, I'm, we're not running five ads on this show. No, I, I realize that, but you compare that to all the other mediums. Yeah. It's the highest. It's the highest. So there's a little bit of a concern there. A little for the, you know, for the 25% that might be running ads. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I know there's some in the in the base camp that are not base camp, but in the, you know, podcasting 2.0 space that says banish programmatic. <laughs> Consumer ads reach consumers with interests that align with your brand. Well, okay. Top, top podcast genres by reach. Okay, this is, we're getting out of the advertising space. Yes, we are. Comedy's back on top. Society culture, news, true crime, sports, business, health, religion, education, TV. I'm down at 16 with technology, history, arts, music, science, leisure, tech, fiction, kids and family, government. So, you know why society and culture is so big? Because it's a catch-all category. Most people, a lot of shows only fit in society and culture. Right. That's a huge base of shows. It's right a there. huge base because they don't fit anywhere else. Right. Comedy back on top after displacing society and culture from last year. But I think it's an interesting that news is in there. Um, I guess I do uh, a news show. So I do, do I rebrand mine as a news show instead of a tech show? You could. I do tech news. <laughs> yeah. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Fiction 17%. Isn't that interesting? Well, we could probably reclassify this show as news. Uh, right? Comedy, maybe. We'd do this comedy. Okay. The comedy hour. We have to add, add, a, add a little more humor to this show. Oh, we're, we're just absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Right. So I, I don't even want to get into this chart. This is, this is really down the weeds. But it talks about comedy podcast listeners. Got to mm -hmm. download it. Download it and look at it. Compared to the U.S. 18-plus population, weekly podcast listeners are 47% more likely to have a 401k, 28% more likely to be saving for retirement. Well, maybe, I hope they did this before the economy went to crap. 19% more likely to own a pet and 12% more likely to own a home. But, you know, this real-world stuff, people are taking money out of their retirements in mass quantities right now. Because of the inflation that we're seeing here. And of course, there's no inflation, right? Right. Yeah. No, I think the last number I saw was like six. I think we're at 6.4%. So here's the pitch. Podcasts are mainstream. Podcasts have more listeners than ever spending more money. Podcasts have incredible reach among young people and other key demos. Podcasts reach an affluent, employed, and educated audience. Listeners are receptive to podcast ads. Podcast ads reach consumers who align with your brand. And I will say that this year we'll give credit to Amazon Music, Wondery, 
and Art19 for sponsoring the Infinite Dial 2023 Podcast Consumer 2023 report with Edison Research minus Tom Webster. Don't eat me, Tom Webster. <laughs> well, Tom, I guess, was in Austin at South by Southwest with a Sounds Profitable event. And I I heard that they, they held that event outside um, in a, a small kind of venue, which is not unusual at South by to have that kind of a venue. Right. South by Everyone, all the restaurants and book places are right. booked through South But I guess... Yeah, I guess it was 90 degrees during their their event. Oh. So people were, I guess, a little uncomfortable. Um, they weren't in an air-conditioned venue. They were outside? Well, that's not unusual at South By. Oh, if yeah. If you want to hold, hold an event, because a lot of, there aren't a lot of venues to do things there. So people do Woo. restaurants or small little pubs and things like that that are around the convention center. 90% in... Uh, 90 degrees. 90 degrees, probably with a equal high humidity knowing Texas, but it's still a little early for high humidity in Texas. Yeah. But still, hot is hot. Yeah. That's Texas hot. Texas, Texas sun is different, don't you know? But I did hear that it had decent turnout. Uh, I haven't heard any follow-up or reports on the um, sure stage. I, I had a great but- conversation with Tom at the bar. <laughs> oh, you, did? Good. you know the bar activity actually for podcast moon was pretty good yeah it was you know right. it was the first but you know still everyone 90 percent of the participants went off to ear blasting ear blasting a party that you could not even literally talk to someone even with shouting it was so loud are you talking about the iHeartRadio radio yeah event right there was no escaping the boom 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 no, it was a pretty pretty wild event, actually. Yeah. So as big as that venue was, it didn't look like a lot of people were in it, you know, because they're usually... Yeah, I think it was about half full, Yeah, would be my guess. But anyway, there was a... It was, it was, and I will say this, the crowd at... Rob, you and I are definitely... Uh, we're on the upper end age-wise of people attending these events. There is, there is, the crowd has gotten very young. Yeah. In my opinion. And I mean like 30, I think there was a lot of 30 and below there, which was exciting to see. And there's also a lot of people that went to podcast movement. They're outside. They came from outside the U S too. Yep. So it's true. it was kind of an interesting mix of, uh, people from around the world coming to, coming to that event. So I do want to say one thing. Podverse is leading our Satoshi donations basically four to one compared to Fountain and eight to one for Castomatic and about eight to one for Carrier Caster. So Podverse, Fountain, Castomatic, and Carrier Caster are the apps that you need over at podcastapps.com to participate in the Value for Value program. Have we given you value today? If we have given you value today, you can go to newmediashow.com and you can donate. There's a PayPal link there. Feel free to do so. Or, or if we've given you value, you go over to newpodcastapps.com, get a Podverse or Fountain app. Those are two I'm recommending. Get your uh, debit card out. Put some, some sats in your wallet. Very simple to do. Less than five minutes. And then 
find the show and look for the little lightning mark and throw us 100,000 sats. And uh, just to give you an idea, uh, 10,000 sats is $2.50. 100,000 sats is about a $25 donation. But don't worry about the amount. Just send us some tokens, some sat tokens. Uh, right. for, and we'll get Rob in the split so that Rob can start excited to see uh, some sats coming into his wallet. Because, I, Rob, now that <laughs> you, you're going to need sat donations. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> to, 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 uh, to buy your, uh, to, to get your Whole Foods uh, food still bought and all those things. <laughs> pay your rent and, or your house payment and everything else right. involved. That's true. Yeah, you're not going to hang out a, uh, you're not going to be walking around with a ball cap and would say working for donations, are you? Or anything like that. Donations are always welcome. <laughs> That's right. They are. <laughs> and I think now you probably are available for consultancy, right? Correct. Paid yes. consultancy. Right. <laughs> Rob.greenly at gmail.com. <laughs> So don't say I didn't try. Uh, I know. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, well, Rob, excited to see what happens with your new chapter yeah. here. And uh, podcastez.com? Yeah, that's honestly the primary thing that I'm doing. I'm, okay. I'm going to, I'm I'm building a kind of a media network uh, of sorts. Um, so it's all kind of coming together right now, but I am going to launch maybe potentially a couple of new shows. Okay. So, you know, so, you have your hairline is receding. And as soon as you say media company, you know what happens. You may end I up know. bald like me. Yeah, well, there, there's always a risk of that. <laughs> no, I think so, you got good genes. I you, you've carried your hair this long. I don't think you're going to lose it by doing a little extra work. Well, hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what's um, so I'm still planning on going to the the NAB. Okay, up. all right. So that's that's coming up, and we are doing um, a session at the NAB. I don't know. I haven't even informed you entirely on oh. this. Um, so we're doing a session together as part of the NAB show, as part of the, the kind of radio podcasting track there. And so, so we have the opportunity to have a couple of guests on stage, but that will be recognized by the NAB as a taping of the new media show. Oh, okay. So it's going to serve a dual purpose. So right. instead of trying to find another venue, they're just going to let us, they're going to record it for us. Right, so I'm I'm trying to get it um, recorded and that kind of stuff. So, are you still looking for guests for that panel? Yeah, I do. I they have instructed me to get um, a couple of folks from kind of one from the radio industry and another one from like um, if like you're going to NAB or Wondery or some platform like that. All right, if you're going to NAB and you listen to this show, send Rob an email. He, he he may be looking for an extra person to sit in with us. So um, if you're in the podcasting space and going to NAB and you fit the criteria, we have, we, yeah, you I just, a, yeah, I did get a list of attendees. Oh, um, oh, oh, I that's mean, not cool. for the whole event. But yeah. But for ones that, ones that may be good candidates oh. for our, our show. So, oh, that's good. So you're looking for, okay, cool. All right. That's awesome. And, uh, 
we'll always make sure that any content we put forth is forthcoming, forthwit, and not, uh, how do we want to say this? New media show style. Let's just put it that way. We're not going to let anybody come up and start pitching any BS. So, No, that's true. That's true. So we'll shut them down fast. Is that, <laughs> that's right. is that the strategy, Todd? Yes, you know, and... Uh, right I, over the top of them as they're pitching? Mm-hmm. I, I heard a couple pitches at Evolutions, uh, and I was kind of disappointed to see some people doing pitching. So um, if people can't help themselves. True. All right, let's get out of here. Are we going to wrap it up? Yeah, we're we're time. And guess what? You, uh, uh, arriving right at 3 o'clock, made us a few minutes late. So we're actually right on time, content creation-wise. For everyone else, thank you for being here. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News. And uh, drop us a note. And Rob? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, Rob Greenley, And that's a great place to keep up with me. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, so you can find me over there as well. Um, if you want to reach out, send me an email, rob.greenly at gmail.com uh, is the best way to reach me. What, so, what's, your, what's your new title? Do you have one? Um, I've, I've given myself a title like CEO, founder of uh, Spoken Life Media. Spoken Life so Media. All right. That's the kind of the the legal entity. All right. Um, so I'll make sure that gets updated in our show notes. What so. I do with that uh, is still evolving right now. So <laughs> spoken right. word media. Is that what it was? Spoken life. Spoken life media. All right. Right. Hey, everyone that's live has been watching or listening. We thank you for being here. We'll be back next Wednesday, same time, 3 p.m. Eastern for another live recording of the new media show and of course if you're not a subscriber yet please subscribe or follow to the show by going to mediashow.com hitting the follow or subscribe button on your podcast app of choice but we want you to use a new podcast app at podcastapps.com all right everybody see you next time we'll see you here take care be good